0: So every episode is brought to you by our generous sponsor, MyPillow. Well, I got to tell you something. I've got their towels, Jerry, and they are so good at drying you off. I mean, they work. You know how you get They're a absorbent. towel? Yeah, so this towel set is so great because it does dry you. You know, you get a towel sometimes that are so cheap and you're like, I'm still wet. You use True. a towel and you're still wet. So anyway, they have an amazing offer right now. $29.98 on a six piece set of My Pillow towels. And all they have to do is do what, Jerry, to get that just
1: Put in the promo code BOOMER.
0: Yes, it's MyPillow.com. Click on the radio podcast specials and enter the promo code BOOMER. MyPillow.com, promo code BOOMER. All right, Jerry, we're going to be talking more about the seven generations. You went back to the last generation, and then we included everything all the way up to generation z so we are now at the greatest generation we spent time in the last episode talking a lot about the lost generation which is a generation i never even thought about so i was so glad that you included them when we take a look at the generations through the years so the greatest generation let's talk about that when you when you think about the greatest generation what comes to mind
1: well what comes to mind for me is that in dealing with that generation throughout my career there was always a commonality You know, it was it was very similar uh, wars. You had the depression. You had different way. You know, different things that they had the same similar type of adversities, but it hit them at a little bit different time in life. I think this particular generation, they aged into a series of things as young adults. So it was hard for them. Mm -hmm. You know, we all start out life trying to become an adult and and formulate who we're going to be, and for them. All of this adversity was hitting them, them a prime time in life, trying to become adults.
0: You know, one of the things we talked about, I think, in the last episode, you just mentioned is that they were also considered the GI generation. You know, did you know it was uh, Tom Brokaw that dubbed them the Greatest Generation? Correct. Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. And gosh, they made up four million Americans, mostly now, uh, mostly gone. You know, in the in the early two thousands. There were at least 4 million of them around still. And they, they had been through, as you mentioned, so much. They went through war and poverty. And I kept thinking, those poor people, they understood. They saw the ramifications. Maybe they didn't understand them entirely, but there were ramifications that they experienced in some way after their parents had gone through World War I, right? And here they are now facing a second world war during their generation. And as you mentioned, the depression.
1: And, and the thing is, is when you look at the fact of when they were experiencing these things. I mean, uh, World War One. A lot of them would have just been teenagers. Yeah, too you young know, to serve in too, World too, War One. Too, right? too young to serve, but they're feeling the impacts. It's ingrained for them that patriotism, that mentality is being passed to them. Uh, but then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, they're going out to become young young adults, and then the depression hits. And so, you know, one of the things that was common in dealing with that generation is they had a certain amount of distrust for things just going the way they were supposed to do. It was a generation yeah. that was always preparing for adversity. I would have people wow. that buried money in the backyard, oh, you know, and, and and jars and stuff. I mean, the, the thought of... Preparing for the rainy day really came to life with that generation because coming into their adulthood, they were hit with problem after problem after problem.
0: They were. And let's just, you know, they were born between 1901 and, and 1924. Even John Kennedy, who was their first president, called them born in this century. I mean, this was a new century. And, and that's, that was unique in and of itself, correct? And I want to talk – I want to break it down because these are two major events during that generation's lifetime, the the Great Depression and then World War II.
1: Right, and think about this. A lot of times during the Great Depression, that that – era you know that generation would have been between the ages of five and 28 so you've got people all the way from their's trying to establish their lives as adults to they're just their children uh, dealing with it but yeah. it's affecting everybody and then by the time it ends, they're either 15 to 38. So when you look at that age band, that's where most people go out and they discover who they are. They establish their careers. They establish, you know, what their what their goals are as far as you know, having families and 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 building their lives. But for them, they that part of their life was spent dealing with a depression.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And yet, and yet, when we talk about them, what they still accomplished, it's its its amazing when you think about it. I, I mean, they put someone on the moon during that generation, right? True. So what they came out of and what they were still able, they were largely successful in the end. They did well.
1: They did. And keep in mind, and that's why when you look at something, you know, that passing of just... Value systems from generation to generation. Keep in mind, you know, the last episode we talked about the lost generation. The lost generation passed all of those values onto them, which I think is what gave them the strength to deal with additional, uh, you know, adversity in their lives at a time where. They were at the peak of trying to define what their lives were going to look like.
0: I read somewhere where they were referred to as people that had gone from outhouses because some of them did. Mm -hmm. I remember my – now, of course, my grandparents are immigrants from Italy. Mm -hmm. And when they got here, one of their first homes was very humble. But I believe there was an outhouse on the property.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm sure.
0: So, But they went from outhouses – to outer space. When you think about that, that's a huge, jump, oh, it's crazy. that's crazy. It, it is. It jump. is. And that same immigrant family ended up in a beautiful home in a part of Pittsburgh and they made their way and they were able to make their way, but it wasn't without sacrifice. One of their sons went to serve in world war II, in the most horrific aspects of world war II in the Pacific and experienced and saw things that no one wants to experience or see. So, But they still came through all of that as a success. And what I love is that their children became success and, and probably attained a success that they never imagined for their kids, having lived through the depression themselves, the so,
1: parents. So a lot of times with that generation, was what was very common was that there was this thought process of trying to make the things better for the next generation, so yes. they had this mentality of constant improvement, wanting to move things forward, wanting to make it better for the next generation, yes. and so that you know that was that was something that was very common. You know, when people looked at uh, wealth transfer as an example, when you would talk to people, yes. they did it because they wanted their kids not to have to go through what they went through so it was just a it was a different mindset at that point
0: yeah and you're right and you mentioned family and it was family was still what mattered most during that time and i love that they had to make do and and that will lead us into the great depression aspect of that generation but they learned how to make do but still family was first and it was and just getting meals on the table and it's interesting too because my dad's family did well there was just three kids he had a good job the grand, his my father's father right part of the greatest generation my mother's side however where there were nine children mm-hmm. and her dad worked in the steel mill they ate and, and a lot of times I think that's why she she died early she died in her 40s but they ate pasta and bread all mm-hmm. the time because if you're feeding, 9, 10, 11 miles, right? You have to get food into them. Mm-hmm. What can you afford on that salary with that many children? So right. they didn't eat right. And, you know, it's just they had a lot of health issues as a result later on in years. But the funny thing is that my mother would always tell me that she was happy. Always happy. Yeah. And, and I believe that. And, and her sisters would tell me, yeah, your mom would walk around the house singing all the time. They were poor, but they were happy right they were lacking but they were happy and i think a lot of that is because family was so important and you were forced almost to just appreciate what was there before you what was there before you You weren't going to that's movies right. you weren't going shopping she had one nice dress that had to be cleaned every week in iron so she could go to church that was all she had so they and yet she was happy but i'll tell you something that's weird and this relates to the great depression when she died and we were cleaning out her closet there was a fur coat in there that she never used. There yeah. was good china in the cabinet in the dining room. She never used. She was holding on to it. She wasn't a hoarder, but she didn't use things because I don't know why. It has something to do with that depression mentality.
1: Well, think about this, okay? okay. I'm going to have fun with you now, okay? Your parents. Your parents ever tell you? I to don't make like sure you, having fun. did hey, they ever? Did they, they, they ever tell you to clean your plate? Yes. Never get up without Children cleaning your plate. Yeah. Yes, in China. because when you really – well, and think about this. Not only that, but the, this generation, there was a whole segment of the population that, you know, you had to appreciate the fact that there was food on the table. Yes. And so cleaning your food off the – making sure you cleaned your plate yes. was so that you didn't waste things. So another thing that came out of that oh, era a was a frugality yes. and not being wasteful yes. because you yes. never knew – in theory, when the next meal might be. Now, a lot of people, they weren't they weren't in that position. But the difference is, is there were people that were. And so there was a mindset, n- don't be wasteful. You know, that kind of, that's another Aww. thing that kind of dissipated through the generations.
0: She didn't want it to be used or abused, her, her <laughs> possessions. I mean, it was sad, that's though, right. to go through that closet.
1: because To see that
0: she didn't enjoy what she had. And I made a decision that day. I am using good china whenever I feel like it. I'll just use it for a normal—we do. We'll have mm-hmm. lunch if my son's visiting and his fiance's there. I put out the good china. I love it. I enjoy yeah. everything I have. And, and, and I th- made that decision when I saw that.
1: And, and think about this. You know, when you really consider the fact of, like, china, it's it's something that you just don't see. People, you know, generations today don't really look at— uh, having China and, and setting up for uh, special dinners or it's like silverware, you know, where they had uh, actual made a, made of silver and and you had <laughs> meals like that. And that's because we've kind of gotten away from that, too. And they didn't have the, uh, you know, we're going to the movie theater type of mentality where, where, you know, when families got together, it was a special occasion. And so when you had a special occasion like that, you wanted to make it special. And you did that with how you set the table, you know, everything you set around it. And so the reason that a lot of times that generation kept those things, it's like that China. It held a different memory for your mother because for her, maybe she got that China from – a lot of times it was passed from one family generation to the next. It was the memories. It wasn't the China.
0: She's holding on to the memories. It was
1: the memories of what happened with that China when they set the table, you know, when the family got together, it, was the, it wasn't the actual China, it was the memories of the China.
0: Probably, right, yeah. Well, and so we're talking about the greatest generation and the Great Depression. The Great Depression was probably the worst economic downturn that we've ever experienced, mm-hmm. and it's so sad to think that It was a shocker, I'm sure, to those who were living through it. And when they were first exposed, when the banks started closing and they began, and it was what, 1929 to 1939, I think. And uh, that's a long time. Really, that's 10 years. That's most of your childhood was spent in the Depression era.
1: Well, and think about that's where that, you know, frugality came in because when you're having all of these world events, when you're going through a depression, you lose faith that everything's just going to always, that everything, you can just move through life without worrying about anything. I mean, today we see a lot of the mentality that we don't really have to worry about it. Somehow it's going to fix itself. That generation knew that there was always that they knew things could happen and go wrong they knew things could become uh you know very tough and today i think you know we don't really look at it that way but this particular generation they have you know they had to deal with all of that adversity as adults building their lives
0: you know there's a book that i absolutely love and i want to mention it here it was called we had everything but money and it was, it's such a great book because it really, when you look at this, How what they overcame. So you learn about all the things that they went through during the depression, but how they found joy and how they got along and they still had love and marriage and children, how they had fun. They had Christmases that they could remember. Mm-hmm. because they made do they you know I, I love that they they started planting gardens at that time right mm-hmm. they had to it was out of necessity they became more self-sufficient they were canning a lot during that time they bought older bread they would use cardboard to fix the soles of a shoe because they couldn't afford to buy a new shoe i'm talking specifically my family who by the way did not. Oh, have I, you China. know i did my that as a kid, kid i didn't you know we didn't have
1: a lot and really? I, I had to oh you yeah did too? i i was you know i i liked playing tennis i was playing tennis all the time and uh I would wear through my shoes and I couldn't afford. So, you oh. know, I would stick cardboard in the shoes and we'd use, I'd no use kidding. shoe goo uh, to kind of do the, you know, to be able to repair my shoes. So, you know, I can relate to that. I mean, kids today would never fix their tennis shoes. They just demand a, a, a new pair. I think that when it comes to the the generations and how they have an effect, I think that this particular generation... Really, when it came to frugality, the the idea of patriotism became even more enhanced than the, sure. the, the past generation. Right. Uh, you know, that generation set the stage for a lot of things. And sometimes, you know, I've had people say to me, when I worked with the greatest generation, what I found the most fascinating about them. And to me, when I would talk to people, there's certain events in life that impacted each generation and obviously at that stage you had the two wars the great depression but then technology was also making advancements so uh for that generation they experienced phones they experienced the internet they experienced television they're the only generation they're the only generation that experienced phone internet television, World War One, World War II, and the Great Depression.
0: Which generation?
1: The greatest generation. Not internet. Oh, yeah. Did they? They did. They were just older. Uh, you figure internet, they were ages 67 to 90.
0: Interesting. Yeah,
1: so they're the only generation that experienced wow. those major events and all forms of our modern communication.
0: That's amazing when you think yeah, about it. it's interesting, it. isn't it? So much happened during their... Era. Yes. So much happened. And they felt. I didn't even realize the internet.
1: Yeah. They were just older. And so they're the only generation that experienced wow. all of those things. And uh, because the next generation, obviously, World War I was out and the previous generation, you know, they didn't get to experience something like internet.
0: You know, sometimes we talk about some of the things that we can learn from each generation in these podcasts. You know, and, and some of the clothes, like we talked about the shoes and uh, they had to wear it out. You, you didn't, if it got a hole in it, a dress, you know, was worn out, it didn't matter, it was patched, it was whatever, you wore it right. until you really could no longer wear it again. And when I think about that and contrast that with today's generation, even myself included, Mm -hmm. oh, if I get, if I see a hole or it's looking a little, you know, I've been wearing it too long, I just toss it. You're going to buy something new. new. As a matter of fact, if I find a, a blouse I like, I buy two of them so that I'll always have a second one. And it's just so, we have changed so much. And, you know, people do that with furniture, too. They They just toss it. It's disposable today. Everything is so disposable. Yes. And there's no value put on anything. There's no need to even care for something because, ah, if something happens to it, I'll just toss it and and buy another one.
1: We think nothing's going to go wrong. I mean, when you really think about it, it. you know, it kind of set the stage when we talk about the, you know, moving into the boomers and the silent generation. When you really think about it, because of going through all that adversity and because having to be frugal and and having to pay attention to what they were doing. I mean, when you really think about it, if you're not going to go spend money, access to some of this technology wasn't quite there yet. No, not really. And so what form of entertainment is there to do?
0: It was called socializing.
1: No, it's you called went, making babies. Or, or making babies. It's making babies. <laughs> well, I already
0: told you my parents on my mother's side did that really well. They were well, baby okay? makers. I mean, when you really Who think about it, ever? right?
1: If yeah, all of a sudden, without any money, dealing with, adver- uh, with adversity, dealing with wars, can't really go into you know, fiscally, they're responsible. They're not going to go do crazy things. And so, hey, what's the best form of entertainment in the world? Making babies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it is, isn't it? No matter what generation you're in. So anyway. So the phones, um, no. they they, they were not around for the phones. So phones came in at the greatest. TVs came in on the greatest. And Internet came in on the greatest. But it was later in life. They're the only generation that had experienced all three.
0: So, Jerry, so we, we're going to... Wrap up just this part of the Greatest Generation because I think in the next episode of our podcast we should really talk about World War II and their contributions that came out of that, the struggles that they had during that time. But if we wanted to wrap this up, if we wanted to say in terms of the Greatest Generation and where the Great Depression, how the Great Depression relates, how would we do that right now? Just to wrap up this episode.
1: Well, here's what I'm gonna here, here's what I'm gonna say. You got a generation that faced a lot of adversity, we know that. They still continued to pass on the family values of the past generation, we know that. They, through their lifetime, saw a lot of technology, a lot of changes in technology, and they addressed that. And so if we're we're putting a grade on a generation and saying, hey, you know, they experienced it all, they went through it, they passed the values on— you know we we got to give them we got to give them an A plus uh, on the report card for all of the things that they kept America moving forward.
0: Yeah, I think that's really good and and again I, I I they never called themselves by the way I just want to put a fine point on this that generation never called themselves the greatest generation. It wasn't until 1998 in a book that Tom Brokaw wrote that was called the Greatest Generation that they were first referred to as that. It's not something they would have ever given themselves. Right. They, they would have
1: never. No. The mentality for that generation was very conservative, very frugal, very family-oriented, humble, unit oriented, very humble, humble yes. preparing for if something went wrong, and then wanting to make life better for the next generation.
0: You know, when you said preparing for something that could go wrong, I don't think they ever lost that. I think that um, as they entered adulthood and then had children of their own, I think that... That was always a fear that they had that this could go wrong again. Things could go very bad very quickly. And thankfully, it didn't for many, many years. But to live like that, having seen what they did, having experienced what they did, both a world war and a depression for 10 years, they they are the greatest generation. They are overcomers. They they are are overcomers.
1: And when you really think about it, here's the thing. They did not take anything for granted. Yeah, and and that if we were to choose one thing, one sentence that we say started changing through generations past them, it was generation by generation moving forward started taking certain things for granted.
0: Yeah, and you know, and it's interesting too, though, that their children who are the silent generation—we'll get to that in a future episode—and some baby boomers. That's right. They we talked in the last episode about having very little outside influence on their children. And now, during the end, towards the end of the great gen- greatest generation, there did become a more uh, outside influence. That's exactly right. Yeah, as opposed to just being more family-centric.
1: Because before, and the, the lessons in before. life were learned from the family. Yeah, the only no people, yeah. you're going through these things. Who could you count on? Family.
0: Family. But you know, you could also at that time count on teachers being on the same page. True, Your neighbors being on the same page. It really... You know, things have just changed so much. And I think the beginning of that was towards the end of The Greatest Generation. We'll talk more about that coming up. So that was kind of fun talking about The Greatest Generation. Next episode, we'll talk about The Greatest Generation and World War II.